Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are here. Another morning drop today asking the question, will Auburn's rush defense be able to stand up against UMass? Y'all know how we do. We got to talk about it right here. War Report style. Let's drop it on them. You are you now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Drop. Morning drop. Monday game week is here, baby. Yeah. August the. 28th, Auburn versus UMass going down Saturday at the Plains of Jordan Hare. The inaugural, the first Hugh Freeze <laughs> football game. Auburn ready to take battle against the Minutemen coming down from the University of Massachusetts. Mike G, how are we feeling this morning? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. Listen, it's game week. Uh, we uh, have football back, and I think that people are happy to have football back. So ready to talk about actual football, not probabilities, not possibilities, actual football. Yes, indeed. Uh, we are starting a new theme for the Monday coming into every game where we will look at either – Proactively look at a statistic going forward or mm. retroactively look at a statistic going back. Uh, and today's Monday metric is going to be around the run game. That's the big question mark, I think, in everybody's mind about Auburn hearing reports coming out of fall camp and scrimmages is can Auburn stop the run this year? And uh, I think it's going to be crucial for Auburn versus UMass to get that done having watched them play a little bit this weekend. Um, I know you took a look at some of the statistics for UMass and their rushing attack. What you got for us this morning as far as numbers concerning UMass? Uh, well, look, so uh, they rushed the ball 33 times uh, in the, their game against New Mexico State. They ran for 194 yards at 5.9 yards per carry. That's first down every two times you touch the ball. So Auburn can't do that. Uh, most of that, 
though, was the quarterback. Uh, he ran for 90 yards. Uh, so so I expect there to be an emphasis on stopping him. He didn't push the ball down the field very much through the air, but he had 12 rushing attempts for 90 yards and 5.6 yards to carry. So they're gonna there's there will be an emphasis on stopping him. The lead running back, I uh K. Ron Lynch Adams mm -hmm. had 14 rushes for 74 yards at 5.3 yards per carry and two touchdowns. Uh so he, I mean, 74 yards isn't a prolific running day for any running back. But if you're going to let the, the quarterback combine with him, you know, go for almost 100 yards and combine that with him, that could cause some problems for you, right? You know, all of a sudden, place to play action starts to look a little bit more effective when mm -hmm. some quarterbacks getting loose. And, you know, it could, you know, it could make that first half look a little lopsided. Kind of like what we saw versus USC versus San Jose State. Not in terms of play calling, but, you know, it was a slow kind of start. San Jose State was able to find the end zone with some success early before they eventually uh, showed up as the superior team. So I still expect Auburn to win this big, but let's watch this run defense that yeah. we've been talking about versus a team that definitely likes to run the ball and use their quarterback to do so. Yeah, I think the big thing is is trying to guard against the QB run, as you already said. If you all are in here, make sure you're doing the necessary, which is sharing the video at the War Report on social media. Let's yeah. get the word out, get these numbers up in here. Like the video, smash that like button with all the appropriate smashing, uh, and subscribe to the channel here on YouTube so we can get those YouTube subs. Uh, yeah, man, listen, man, we're trying to get the smashes going on a Monday morning, baby. Uh, but, hey, what I want to do is take a look and deep dive into these numbers a little bit more. Like I said, Monday is going to be about metrics, so expect this to be heavy on the numbers when we're coming in here talking about what we can expect and uh, things that we have seen historically. And I want to take a look at the numbers here. According to Pro Football Focus of how UMass performed blocking, going against our defensive line, how are those guys going to stack up? So uh, for, for those of you listening on podcast, what we have here is the starting five on their offensive line. Uh, going from right to left, from right tackle, we have Ethan Mettenberg, Met Mettinger. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. I'm going to butcher it. I apologize. 6'3", 330. Uh, but he was a 59.9 on his run blocking and 82 on his pass block. Again, all these mm -hmm. numbers according to Pro Football Focus. Right guard Marcus Anderson, 6'5", 330, a 69 on his run blocking. And he was 83.3 on pass blocking. Josh Atwood, 6'2", 330, 70 on the run block, 27.5 on the pass block. Good Lord, that center was struggling in pass blocking that game. Cole Garcia, 6'3", 300, 56.9 on the run block, 83.3 on the pass block. And then Johnny Hassard, 6'6", 310, 59.7 on the run block. 65.3 on pass blocking. Again, all of these numbers are courtesy of pro football focus, how they grade it out. Um, other than that abysmal number there on the pass blocking from the center, overall decent, right? We had some low run blocking grades on the outside, but the interior, the right guard in the center looked like they were handling business in the wrong. Yeah. Overall, these numbers are not great. And I think they I think that the rushing numbers reflect these grades because it mm -hmm. was the quarterback making a lot of things happen with his legs. Um, there were not any prolific uh, rushing numbers from any of the running backs. 
you know, 74 yards in the first game of the season versus New Mexico State for your star running back is not a ton. Yeah, so you know, there was if you watch the game, some unscripted stuff for the quarterback there picking up yards with his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Auburn's gonna have much better athletes tracking him, and right. they've got a week's worth of tape on him <laughs> to study. Uh, while they have no tape on Auburn to study, I don't know what's going on in Auburn's offense. So yeah, uh, that's gonna be a disadvantage for them. I think that um uh I just think this is not going to be – this shouldn't be much of a challenge. Even I don't expect he, it to be a challenge. Um, yeah. I think that from a physicality standpoint, though, this is a good test early, especially against a quarterback that's going to test you with his ability to run because that has been an Achilles heel for Auburn is the rushing quarterback. He's a big dude, uh, Ty, Tyson uh, Fomachon, I think is his name. He is 6'4", 215 guy. Uh, he was a, originally at Clemson and then transferred to Georgia Tech. Uh, so he's, you know, he's a bigger kid. He can take a little bit more of the punishment. But I expect for our defense to come in and and try to test his metal early and see, all right, big boy, let's see what you got. Um, and hopefully we're able to withstand whatever the initial punch is that UMass is going to try to throw out there. I expect them to throw like they're, they're, they're a spread option offense. They're running a lot of the same kind of concepts that our defense has been used to seeing during the fall. Uh, so it shouldn't be complete. And, and, and listen, if they've been doing that with Robbie Ashford uh, as the quarterback um, running the, the spread option stuff. So if they can track down Robbie Ashford, then I, I don't think they'll have a problem tracking down Tyson Fomachon. <laughs> right. Listen, yeah, they, you're right. They have had practice tracking an elite athlete at quarterback, an elite athlete. Uh, that is an advantage when you play a mobile quarterback. Uh, I, I don't know how else to say it. We talk all the time about how going up against the best athletes in practice, when those are the best athletes you see, there's no surprises for you on Saturdays. So, uh, again, I don't see any elite athletes for UMass, I just don't. I didn't see that on Saturday. A lot of people felt like they were better than uh, uh, they thought they were going to be, and I think that New Mexico State was just worse than everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah, New Mexico State did not look particularly uh, ready for that game in a lot of different ways. Uh, their athleticism didn't seem to be very high, especially at the second level. There was a lot of bad tackling in this game. Uh, now, listen, uh, I think UMass, the quarterback, made some good throws in that game, and he definitely showed his ability to run. Uh, but I am interested to see, you know, when they put a little pressure on him, is he going to be able to deliver in the pass game? So we will see how he does uh, once our defense gets cranking out there. Yeah. But the second level is where it's going to be interesting for me. Are we going to be able to tackle at the second level? Because that has been the problem more so than the defensive line is is our uh, our secondary and our linebackers. Are they going to get there and get the guy on the ground? Yeah, you're talking about linebacker play, right? Uh, and that is a great question. Uh, we've been hear- hearing some good things about Nixon, uh, and some of the other guys in that secondary. I- I'm super interested to see how they're going to play, too. Again, I see some talk in the chat. We'll get to that about the defensive grade I gave yesterday. Uh, but I'm telling you, until we've seen it, that's where I stand. Mm-hmm. Until we see it, that's where I stand. Uh, it is definitely a concern. I think it's a concern for the coaches. It's a concern for the players. And when you you can learn something about your team when they struggle against bad teams. For sure. 
right? So if there is no struggle, we don't g- gain too much from it, but we're maybe not as worried. I'm a coach, right? I'm not as worried uh, if they can, you know, buck. But if, if you do struggle, you got some problems, man, because it's only going to get harder from there. So you got to make some improvements. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches feel like the, the biggest jump comes became an improvement comes be- between games one and games two. Uh, you know, I don't know if that old adage is 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 accurate anymore, but we'll see. Um, so there's going to be some things that Auburn has to come away thinking we got to work on that after this game. I think fans should be prepared for that. That's why we're talking about run defense today, as we expect that might be one of those things. Again, I think they have superior athletes, and they should win this game easily. But even in a win, you could see some things and be like, Ugh, we need to work on that. And, and, and I think I have a feeling after the game, Auburn may be saying that about run defense. Yeah, uh, listen, it's it's a fair concern right now. And until you prove it that you've gotten better at it, considering the last few memories that we have of the Auburn rush defense, I don't think it's unfair for anybody to say, hey, let, let me see something before I jump out here and, and start, you know, spiking the ball on the one yard line, talking about <laughs> who scored a touchdown with it. Let's let's see him go out there and show something because the last showing that we had from that defense in rush was uh, was a day and it did look pretty right like so there's no need to 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 be down on it but there's also no need to go out here and and you know start the the parade uh, of how we're going to go out there and dominate everybody we should from a physical standpoint be able to go out there and dominate UMass but they need to go out there and prove it this Saturday on the field. Um, What's what's the number though? What what do you want to see as far as the oh. number is concerned for rush yards or oh, rush or, or or attempts? Uh, not excuse me, not attempts, but uh, yards per carry that you want to see the Auburn defense hold UMass under there? Under four yards per carry. Yeah, that's the same number where I am. Four yards yeah, per four carry. Yards, four yards per carry. At four yards per carry, they got decisions to make on third down. Correct. <laughs> right. Um. If I, under four yards per carry, they have decisions to make on third down. Yep. You're third and short, third and, and 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 potentially long, and you give your defense a chance to make plays, and you give the offense something to think about, right? So, um, you know, if you're over that, then they've got really manageable third downs, and that's just not where you want to be. I think that's how you let bad teams move the ball on you uh, and keep your offense off the field, keep it a low-scoring game so you can stay within striking distance. That's what every team that's outmatched Ike from a talent perspective wants. They don't want to get into a shootout. Right. Because they normally lose. They want a slow, grinded out game where something stupidly lucky can happen to them in the fourth quarter. Uh, and they can try to win. Right. That's how we almost lost to Missouri last year. They had a really good defense, actually. But still, that slow, kind of like that, 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 that messed up. At Murphy's Law type game gives them a chance. You know, it's how they hung in with Georgia, <laughs> 16 to 12. You know, the bad teams like low scoring games. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Bad teams like low scoring games because it, if I can't score, but you can't score, I still have a chance. <laughs> yeah, let's muddy the game up. And like you said, hopefully we get, you know, somebody mm-hmm. makes a mistake late and then we get an opportunity to take advantage. Like that was the entirety of what it happened last year. And this is not to call Missouri a bad team, but that was the entirety of what happened last year with Missouri, which is they muddied the game up. 
-hmm. made it to where it was close at the end. And they had multiple opportunities to win that game, including a kick at regulation that would have uh, cemented it for him and the fumble out of the back of the end zone uh, during the overtime. So that's we don't want to get into that kind of, you know, rock fight with UMass. And again, we shouldn't have to because of the physicality and the speed that we should have overall being able to erase some of the routine plays that were being made out there. But uh, I, I want to see it. I want to see them go out there and handle business the way that they should be handling business. Not does not look past this game and already have our sights set on a West Coast trip. Go out there and handle business Saturday and make them regret the fact that they even accepted this game back in 2019. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Uh, We are going to get into the comment section here and see what you guys are buzzing about today regarding all of the things concerning UMass game week here. And we're ready to get it going with Scott Chapman with the super chat who says it's game week, baby. Let's go. Simply put, love it. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, are it's game. I had tweeted out what was the one thing everybody's expecting from in Auburn, like a Hugh Freeze led Auburn football. And people overwhelmingly, Ike said, O-line, 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 O-line. People are really excited to see what this new offensive line is going to play like and if they can dominate, if they can dominate bad opponents. And if the running backs just get to run wild and free and the quarterbacks get 10 seconds to throw the ball every play, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's 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 going to be exciting, I think, the anticipation to see what will the line look like because it's going to tell you a lot about what this season is going to go like and potentially how Auburn finishes as a quarterback by the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's going to be crucial for I, I'm I'm less worried about our ability to go out there and mash him in the run game. Um, and I'm not going to even say worried is the right word about the run defense. But if there is a chief concern for me, it is going to be that. Um, but I think that they should be able to handle business. That's not saying any of that, but I'm less worried about whether the O-line, and if you want to hear how the O-line feels about it themselves, there is a great fireside chat that we have up on our channel with uh, three of the young men playing on the offensive line. You guys can go check out Dylan Wade, uh, Gunnar Britton, and Avery Jones talking about the upcoming season right here on the War Report. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Uh, Let's get to the next chat here from Ant Robinson said we should cover the spread the next three weeks confident in our ability to handle business against UMass Cal and Samford in the first three weeks of the season. Uh, Yeah, look. This is what you hope you go into Texas A&M 3-0. You do. Um, And you hope you cover because it means things are going as planned. But I think fans should be prepared for things not to go as planned. One of these games are not going to cover the spread. Mara words. One of these games are not going to cover the spread because something is going to break down and there's, there are going to have to be some learnings. Doesn't have to result in an L, but there are going to have to be some learnings mm-hmm. moving through this thing. I think fans need to just be prepared for that. 
I think that that is a fair thing for people to go out there, not trying to say that you should have your hopes down, but just come ready to support your team and don't worry about whether or not it looks pretty. Let's get out of there with W's. Yep. Uh, Valencia Jackson, fellows, when will the next Fireside be released? Good question. Uh, well, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you know we just filmed another one. We didn't tell you guys who it was, but we did film another one. Uh, it's in post-production. Uh, so once we're confident <laughs> that it's going to be a completed product, we will let you know when that date is. It'll be before the first game. Yeah, we're it'll trying to get it done before Saturday. So yeah, it'll be this you guys week. Be able to get a chance to see that some point yeah, this week. One hundred percent. I think it's going to be an important one, honestly, uh, based on a lot of these comments. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. AU alum ninety four says, "Just want to see the D tackle hold their space and let the linebackers fill the gaps and eat." Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah, man, it, we need the guys up front, the big guys. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a good. I won't say good friend, but a guy who we we talk to fairly frequently, Jason Jones. He's also, you know, yeah, out friend. there talking, you know. Um, but, yeah, Jason Jones is a guy who's been very honest about the need for the defensive line to step up a little bit more. I've been hearing some good things about some of the younger guys along that unit. I'm looking forward to seeing Aniche Sledge play a little bit more this season. I think that he's going to be a valuable asset. And then there are some other younger players that are in that freshman class that I think are going to pay some dividends. But um, Mosiah Nasili Kaite, Kite. Yeah, Mosiah um, Kite. I think he is going to be out there doing some work for us this season. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Marcus Harris steps up and um, makes his presence felt along that defensive line. So uh, there are some guys out there that are going to be playing some significant snaps that have not played a lot of football for Auburn. But some of these guys that are returning are hungry to show that they are ready for the challenge this year. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see for sure. Uh, TK jumps in and says that if I can get the thing to click, uh, glad they have a mobile quarterback make our guys show out. I am too am glad that they're going to get an opportunity to go against a mobile quarterback early, early, get some practice against that and and kind of show uh, some integrity in their gap discipline and being sound and, and playing where you're supposed to be, not trying to do too much. Just go out there, be where you need to be and make sure the other guys are doing what they need to do. Do your one eleventh as they like to say, and I think we'll be fine. Yep, absolutely. Another one here from AU alum who says UMass scored 41 and 28 was in the fourth quarter. So it took them a while to get war, get rolling war down the D I guess. Yeah, look, um, first games, you see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Takes a while to figure out what you're doing. You haven't played football in a year. It's, it's tough, right? Um, and, but this is still not a good team. And Auburn should still not struggle with them. Yeah. I don't care if it was Hugh Freeze's fifth year, first year, half year. You got better athletes than them. Go out and, and and you should you should yeah your coaches make a lot more. Should be able to be able to out scheme them, out play them, out physical them, out everything them, out think them everything. Any failure in any of any of that is a failure on the coach's part to prepare this team to play this game. Yeah, and and I, I don't think Coach Hugh Freeze is is letting them overlook a single person this year, bro. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. At the end of the day, right? I, you give them about a quarter and a half of of first game jitters. Right after that, it should be domination. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. If this is a game in the third quarter, then we haven't done what we need to do. All right. Uh, Jazzy Joe with the super chat. Mike, how many shutouts will we have this year? I answered this already. Jazzy, zero. I'm calling no shutouts. <laughs> I've moved on to the offense. Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch of 40-point games, no shutouts. <laughs> and none of that is serious. Because everybody <laughs> took me so serious the first time. They were like, Frank, they had shutouts. Oh, my God, he cursed us. <laughs> yeah. Haley jumps in. I desperately need our linebacker play to be significantly better this season. Haley desperately needs linebacker play to be significantly better. Haley, I think a lot of people desperately need this as well, too. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see the, how they play. But uh, this was the group outside of O-line, I think most would agree, needs the most improvement. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Absolutely. Uh, DJ Spill Spillerello, I guess that's how you spell. Uh, spill. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm butchering that. My bad, DJ. But uh, nobody's played for Harson. I'd stop grading the play. Ones who were draft picks just showed up not to get fined. Um, listen, it didn't get much better after Harson left, as far as rush defense is concerned. So I don't know. I I would grade it uh, exactly how it was. They, you know, listen. Guys play for pride more than they play just to show up. It just is what it is. It's got to get better. And again, that doesn't account for how it looked out there at A-Day when you knew people were going to run and they still didn't do it. It's a legitimate concern. I just hope that they alleviate all of those concerns very early in the UMass game, go out there and handle business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get one last one in here from Brian Hancher, who says, will Falk play all season or red shirts? Uh, I think he's going to play. Yeah, he's yeah. going to play. We heard nothing but great things about Keldrick. So it uh, should be interesting. Uh, we heard some other things about Keldrick. Uh, we'll share at a later date. But look, man, at the end of the day, um, this kid's got a ton of talent, and the team believes him. The coaches believe in him. Um, you know, we've heard nothing but good things about him this camp. Uh, I think it'll be great to see him on the field doing his thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what young Keldrick Falk is able to produce out there for the team. Drive!